0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Lewis Arthur, Boxing Social in association with Empire Fight Store and House of Boxing.com. Delighted to be joined with Mr. Two Tanks himself,
1: Ohara Davis. It's
0: been a while since we last caught up, mate. But other than that, how's things been?
1: Yeah, you're right, it's been ages. But um things have been good. Um back in camp. Fighting in less than a month now, so you know, just doing all my fight prep
0: absolutely before we get into the fight i do have to mention the fish tank behind you we see a lot on the instagram um is it nice to see the the nice fish tank
1: uh flowing and growing i I love my fish tank i've got no kids i live on my own so you know it's good to bring life into the flat sometimes it's good to bring life into the house and um i like I love i love fish i've had fish for many years now and i just got a new upgraded tank my fish they like it here much more and they're very happy
0: <laughs> Absolutely. It looks good, man. It's good. Well, we'll get into, into boxing. Um, obviously, 2nd of December, you're fighting Ishmael Barroso. You've finally got a fight date. Um, How good does it sort of feel to finally have a date to work towards?
1: It feels good to have a fight date. I'm fighting twice a year now. You know, last year, I fought once. I think the year before that, I fought once. And I've had a few bad years where I only fought once a year. You know, boxing, politics and, you know, things like that. It really held me back for... A number of years, but now I'm in a good place. So I had a massive deal, Golden Boy Promotions, and um, I'm busy again. I'm busy, I'm in big fights, and this is what I'm in the game for. Was it frustrating
0: those couple of years before? Obviously, you fought twice a year uh, this year, but obviously, you fought once a year a couple of years before. How frustrating was that inactivity for you? Was it a bit frustrating, or did you see it as, as learning or
1: growing? It was very frustrating. Like, I'm not getting any younger. I've done all my learning. I've done. I've done all my growing. I need to fight, and this is the hard part about boxing sometimes. And a lot of people they come into the game not knowing about the business side of it and the politics. And you know the politics it can it can really weigh you down. I'm just glad and I'm thankful that I'm in a place now where I've gotten through that. Uh, but there are so many other fighters that are still stuck there. You know they get beat in one fight and then bang, no one wants to fight them. They can't get a fight date other bo- other boxes just politics and it, uh, this game can be hard sometimes but i'm very blessed to be in a in the position that i'm in Absolutely. well we'll get into obviously fighting Ismail
0: so um for the wba interim world title we'll get into that in a minute but ismal Barroso as a fighter and we saw him very have a lot of success against Rolly romero uh in may when they
1: fought um how, so, is it good to sort of get a test like this a really hard fight for you Listen, everyone's overlooking this, my brother. So Everyone's talking that it's going to be a very easy fight or I'm just going to walk for him. I know in my mind, it's probably going to be the hardest fight in my, you know, it's, it would it would probably be the hardest fight that I had in my boxing career. Um, he hits hard, he throws punches in bunches, he's fit. Even though he's old, he's still fit, he can still punch. A lot of people, when they think about his age, what is he, 38, 37, 38? They're thinking about 38 English terms. A lot of people from here... When they start getting to the age, they start drinking beer, going to the bars, and, you know, they got beer bellies, and they give themselves four weeks to get fit. But it's not enough time. But with where he's from, they live in the gym all year round. Yeah. In spoiler, they live in the gym all year round. These guys don't rest. So 38, 39 days, like, fucking 33, 34 here. So, you know, he's someone that I can't look at his age and think that he's a bit over the hill no. Uh, I've got to train like I've trained for any other fight, even harder, and I'm expecting a very hard fight. Do you feel like the fight was meant
0: to be? Obviously, you were meant to fight in 2021, um, where he had a cancellation on, I
1: think cancelled on fight week. I'm sure you remember that very well. Yeah. Do you feel like it's meant to be with, with you? It was two? meant to be in the bath. I was meant to fight him, and then he had to, he had to, he had a visa issue on fight week. He pulled out the fight, but you know what? It was meant to happen. It was it was definitely it was, me, it, was it was meant to happen. My career can't end. His boxing career can't end until the fight happens. And this was life's way of, you know, showing us that our paths are meant to cross. And you'll see, made the best man win. Well, you mentioned uh, Ismail Barroso's
0: age there. And um, one thing that you were frustrated about uh, was the fight poster. And Was you a bit
1: disappointed on how you came across the poster? I couldn't believe it. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. In a poster, I look about 50, 55 years old. That's why I didn't really post it. I put it on my Instagram on my Instagram, you know, on my story, but I didn't put it on the main page just yeah. it's just because I don't look good in it. Come on. I'm like, at least make me look my age. Come on. Yeah. Even twice like, my age. I look over <laughs> twice my age. <laughs> well, one thing that is obviously the fighters in America.
0: Um, how does it feel going over to America and to fight there? Every fighter's dream to go and do that. Obviously you, you've been to America before, I like camps there and that. So what's it like to fight yeah. there?
1: I've been there a couple of times, yeah. But to me it's just it's just a normal fact, you know, I've got past that um that stage now where you get excited about things. Now nothing in boxing really excites me. I'm just doing it now, I've been doing it for I've been doing it for years, ever since I was young and and it's all I know, but I don't really feel no excitement. But I think that's a good thing in a way, because I think when you feel excitement of any sort, um it's an emotion and that emotion affects it affects you for the better or for the worse. But I'm just I'm like water, clear, plain. I just gotta do what I, I just gotta do what I've got to do. A boxing ring's a boxing ring, whether it's in your call, whether it's in an MGM grand. The boxing ring's still a boxing ring. And for the WBA interim world title,
0: is there from some some frustrations from this? Because obviously there's the, the role he is a champion in recess with his injury. Um is it a bit of a frustration that you're not fighting for the full world title?
1: Nah it's not because um I'm just very thankful and right I'm in a very thankful phase in my life where I'm just thankful that I'm still fighting. I've seen many other fighters start after me and the career's ended before mine's ended. And, you know, my career could have been done. You know, I was thrown under the bus a couple of years ago and everyone thought I was done. I got written off. So I'm still I'm still here today. I'm still boxing. I'm still fighting in big venues for big belts. It might not be the world title, but I'm very thankful that I've got the opportunity to fight again whether it's for the world title or for the interim title. I'm just thankful. And once I get past this fight and I win the fight, then the world title's next. is you know, it's next anyway. So, as long as I do what I've got to do, I'll get where I'm meant to get. Is there a lot of frustrations
0: with Raleigh Romero? Because obviously he came up with this injury, but he's wasted a lot of your time if you think about
1: it. I'm frustrated about that. Yeah, I feel like my time has been wasted, definitely. Like, if you are if you don't want to fight, if you're, if you're afraid to fight, then just say, I'm afraid to fight. You know, he could have said that he's injured. From the get go, but he let it go to purse bid, and then a the day before the purse bid, send an email, and then go back and forth. And he just let everything play out. He just let everything play out, and a lot of time got um, you know, you know, a lot of time just ended up getting getting wasted. And um, I'm very frustrated about that. But you know what, I'm fighting again before the end of the year, so who cares? Do you believe the injury? Oh, of course not. Hundred percent. No, I know people that train with him. He's sitting in the, in the gym now, training now. He's fine. He just don't really want to fight me because he believes he can make much more money if he fights the Ryan Garcia, which is actually true. I can understand his argument, but he needs to understand my argument. I know you can make more money fighting Ryan Garcia or fighting someone else, and I know it looks a lot better on your record if you take a loss against someone that's got a bigger name, but you got to think about it from my point of view, and I don't give a fuck about you. I don't give fuck about how much money you make fighting these guys. I care about me. <laughs> so <laughs> I need I need I need my shot. Um, where you where you
0: watched the Barroso fight between Rowley, you see how much success Barroso had. And yeah, when it okay. comes to the stoppage, do you feel like Barroso's a harder fight than Rowley?
1: Oh, definitely. is much more experienced. He hits a lot harder. Probably it ain't got the speed that rowley has got. But the experience makes up for that. And if Grosso he's very, very, very experienced. Only last night I was watching him when he fought against Anthony uh, Anthony Corolla. Um, I was there when he fought Kevin Mitchell, when he stopped Kevin Mitchell. And he was a dangerous fighter back then and he's still a dangerous fighter now. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And obviously this fight is on the undercard of Ryan Garcia's comeback fight. Um, You are obviously with the same promoters, same division now. Um, do you, obviously, you know, you have Barroso and then Roley will be there as well, but do you envisage a fight with Ryan Garcia one day and maybe
1: knocking off their top boy? One day, that fight will happen if I do what i meant to do. So, you know, it could happen in the future. Who knows? It all depends on whether he does what he's meant to do and I do what I'm meant to do. But right now, if I don't take care of it, you know, this next fight, Ishmael Barroso. there's no Ryan Garcia fight. There's no Roley fight. There's no world title fight. So my only focus right now is on this next fight, Ishmael Barroso.
0: And now you've been with Golden Boy, um, promoted by Oscar De La Hoya, uh, guided by guys like Bernard Hopkins.
1: How does that compare to when you've promoted in the UK, such as Eddie Hearnham, Warren? Listen, man, me seeing me being signed to Oscar De La Hoya Golden Boy is like a dream come true. Not only because I feel like they're one of the best in the business, also because of how much I've looked up to Oscar De La Hoya in my amateur days when I first got into boxing. I used to, to watch Oscar day in, day out, you know. And he was one of my favorite fighters to watch. So now, for you know, I spoke to him on FaceTime. Like, damn, uh, he knows my name. Like, we're talking. He's one of my boxing idols. Um, it's a dream come true. Being signed to Frank Warren was good. Being signed to Eddie Hearn, it he was good. But this, for me, tops it all. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll go on
0: to other topics. Um, a, a, a familiar foe to you, a familiar opponent to you, was Jack Catterall. He um. That could obviously be a future fight down the line, but he had as uh, he he went to a decision against Jorge Linares. And mm-hmm.
1: um, what did you make of that fight overall in his performance? It was a very boring fight, a very 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 boring fight. But Jack fought a fucking great fight. He done what he was meant, to, you know. He done what he was meant to go in there and do. You know, uh, it's hard to look good against someone like Linares. He's such a good fighter, so experienced, and even though he is getting a bit older now, he ain't lost it. He still got it, and I could see it. He still got it, and he was more hungry now than he was ever been. So you know, Jack won a very boring fight, but he he done what he had to do. If he wanted to fight more of an exciting fight, he probably would have gone in then and got beat. So I'd rather take a boring loss than, I mean, I'd rather take a boring win than take an exciting loss. So Jack does what he was meant to do. He's got a good team and a good coach around him.
0: And you think of it now in the domestic super lightweight. Do you see yourself as top of the tree when it comes to
1: sort of such a stacked division in the UK? Probably not. I probably need to get rid of this next fight first, you know. Yeah, I've put Lee's and I fought a good fight, but that doesn't automatically put me at the top of the tree. I don't know who I'd put at the top of the tree. Probably Taylor. Taylor's got up now though, right? Yeah, but Taylor's at one four seven now, yeah. I don't think anyone's on the top of the tree. I won't put myself there. I won't put Jack there. I'd say it depends on your opinion, but I wouldn't put I wouldn't I wouldn't put myself there just yet. I've got to win I've got to win the world title first.
0: Absolutely, and one thing I did want to talk about now. Um, obviously, you, you did respond to it uh, on an interview with Joe Pugh of IFL, but Tony Bellew came out and was very critical of you. Made a lot of comments from you. Um, was this disappointing to see? How did you sort of feel about the comments from Bellew?
1: Listen, Tony Bellew, he's always got, he's always had something against me. Ever since I fought Dave Matthews on his undercard when he fought, you know, when he fought David Haye, he's always had something against me. And even since that fight, since two thousand and seventeen. Tony, uh, me and Dave Matthews, I've seen him and we've made peace and he's got over what happened. Yeah, we thought we had a few arguments, a few disagreements, but as a man, we're now older, more, we've grown mentally. We're more mature now. Let the past go. And we both let it go, but Tony Bailey's always had something against me and I really, I don't know what it is. So when you're online and, and, and you're constantly bashing me, bashing me, bashing me, saying, and you're saying all of these bad things about me, I've got to respond. You know, I'm not a monk, I'm not a clown. When you when you're when you're always saying these bad things about me, I've got to, you know, what I've got to respond. But at the end of the day, listen, man, Tony Belli has been a great fighter. He's been a world champion, something that I haven't won yet. So you know when it comes to you know boxing, you know, boxing talk, there's nothing I can say. I can there's nothing I can say to him. He was a great fighter. I respect him as a fighter and I respect him as a man. But when you're constantly going online bashing me for no reason, like, why do you hate me? <laughs> you know, but yeah. when you're constantly saying these things about about me, you know what, I'm going to bite back. And the more he says things about me, the more I'll keep on biting back. The more he gets on my nerves, the more I'll get on his nerves even more. But at the end of the day, I've got to admit, he's, he's a fucking great fighter in his day. But you keep saying bad things about me, and I'll still keep saying bad things about you. Is it disappointing
0: to see this animosity when you're obviously fighting, uh, so close to fighting for a world title, doing so well, you see
1: someone like Bill, you who will want to trash you and kick you down? Yeah. Like, listen, a lot of people, you know, they just, a lot of people, they want the best for you or they, you know, they see another person, another one of their countrymen, you know, going for big things. Someone that's been thrown under the bus, that's been through so much in the boxing career, going for big things and you're nothing but bash me online and say bad things about me online. God, so if you got if 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 I've done something wrong then you're more welcome to phone me and let me know what I've done. And if I've done wrong then maybe I'll say sorry about it. But you know what, I really don't know what I've done. It's, it's just very disappointing to see. He seems like a very bitter man, but I've got I've done nothing for him to be bitter about. I haven't yeah. won a world title yet. You know, I've you know, I'm haven't achieved what he's done yet. So what are you so bitter about? Why do you have this? You know why do you have this thing in why do you have this thing in your heart? I don't know. For me, it's a bit for me, it's a bit weird. Like he's so 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 successful. Why are you constantly saying bad things about me? That's not even actually half of what you have yet. It's fucking weird. You know, but you got a lot of weird people in this world, then.
0: Do you feel like that's a bit of a UK mentality in a way where they do like to sort of kick people who are being successful? You see sort of someone you know very well, Anthony Joshua, the amount of abuse that he gets and, you know, many mm. other fighters that you feel like it's a UK mentality where, is, do you feel like it's jealousy in a way from the people that get kicked down when they're at the, it the
1: top? It is jealousy. Like with AJ, listen, I know AJ and how so many people loved him at one point and um, in the space of, of a fight or two, they say so many bad things about him. One day, he's the best heavyweight in the world. Next, he's not even in British title level. You know, all of these people, um, people that have fought, like he's what people that have won world titles like he has, they know how the game works. They know you take a hard fight, you might win, you might lose. They know the game and they're acting like casuals who don't know anything about boxing. But, uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people in the UK, they don't support their own. They hate their own and they want their own to lose. It's a UK mentality. That's what, that's what I think. But, you know, for me, you just gotta block it out. Stay around your loved ones, people that love you, people that people that care about you, don't believe the hype, don't believe whatever they say about you. Only thing you you that you really got to believe is what your coach says and your teammates say. And that's why every everything else is just noise.
0: Absolutely. And with yourself fighting for a world title now, um going back to going back to that, you, you, you mentioned a lot of previously about you know, you can't say much until you got a world title, you've got to win a world title. How much do you feel like you have to prove it to yourself that you know, oh, uh, I can, I am, I, I can be a world champion. I can do this and prove. How much do you feel like you've got to prove it to yourself? The, how listen, big is the
1: motivation? Listen, the motivation for me is so so big because ever since I got into boxing, it's been my dream, and it's been many years now since I started boxing, over ten years, and you know, it's been my goal and it's been my dream, and I feel like me doing this will make the younger me proud as life goes on you know priorities change ambition changes now i've got my hands in many different pies whereas when i first got into boxing boxing it was all i had now i've got other motivation i've got other ambitions now that i didn't have when i first got into boxing so i feel like i don't owe it to me right now i owe it to me back then so me back then can see what i've achieved now and be like wow you've done it and then maybe i think about doing some other stuff
0: and with you sitting there back then, um, throughout your career, you know it's been very up and down. You've been at the bottom. You've been, you know, you're now at the top. Um, when you look at all the doubters that you had back then, that see you in a position back now, how does how good is it feel that you know you proved all these guys wrong and
1: you that know you you're you're the one coming up top? That feels fucking good because mate, so many people wrote me off. Everyone thought that my boxing career is done. I have to see people outside of the street when I go outside, and the first thing they say to me, "Um, are you still boxing or are you retired?" So many people thought that I'm not fighting them. So many people thought that I'm just done. I remember I fought on a small show in Leeds, I think two years ago, and you know, get people around laughing at me. This guy was a big dog one time. He fought Taylor. He spoke a big game, and he's back on small shows that are not televised that no one knows about. You know what? So many people laughed at me. So many people that I, so many people from my old gym, my old camps that I used to, you know, train with, my old Managers, coaches—they use me as an example. Oh, he was here. Now he's gone. <laughs> now what's he doing? Doing absolutely nothing, nothing at all. And a lot of people doubted me. And I saw these things. I saw people online saying these things about me. I just thought, it's okay, keep on working, keep on grinding. With a bit of luck on your side, I'm gonna get there one day. And I've had luck on my side. I've had—I've really had luck on my side. I've had God on my side. That's why I'm I'm still here today.
0: And you mentioned earlier about sort of with Derry Matthews and we see yourself, you know, forgiving Eddie Heard, forgiving sort of forgiving Derry Matthews. Where you look now, how much do you feel like you've grown as a person now where you're actually sort of, you don't hold so much animosity
1: to, you know, guys who you've previously had issues with? Yeah, I think I've grown a lot, you know, over the years. You know, I look at myself sometimes and I'm like, damn, are you the same person? You know, it's like mad, like, I never thought I would speak to Eddie Hearn again, Derry Matthews again, especially Derry Matthews. These are guys that people thought it was fake, but we actually hated each other's guts. Everything that happened in the press conferences in a fight, it was all real. We didn't like each other's guts. And now we both, you know, not just me, also him as well. We've both grown as men so, so, so much. And yeah, it, it shows it, it shows it, especially with Eddie Hearn as well. If I didn't get to Oscar de La Hoya, I would have got Santa Matrim again. That's something that I never ever thought I would have even considered going back to Matchu, and Matchu never would have considered, you know, yeah, you know, um, having me back as well. So I think everyone's grown. Everyone's everyone's grown. And just
0: the last one for me: um, How much have you envisaged, envisaged throughout your career winning this world title, having this the strap around your waist and calling yourself the top dog? Have you have you envisaged and manifested it much?
1: Ever since I was young. And I was on every night I had to go to bed. Sometimes it used to take me for three or four hours until I fall asleep. Just because I used to vision me winning a world title, me in a fire, I'd get caught and then I catch him and then bang and then I finish him off and I would say he's the world champion. Like wrestling, <laughs> yeah. like WWE. I used to envision it every night. Every night I used to I, I, I used to be like I used to be in bed for hours, just envisioning it. And then I fall asleep every night. And it seems like everything that I envisioned back then is all coming to pass now because I envisioned it and I worked for it. So
0: yeah, absolutely, O'Hara. Trying to say thank you for taking time to speak to me. Appreciate always appreciate catch up with you. Good to good to catch up with you again, and all the best for America in about four weeks' time, mate. Appreciate it.
1: Thank you. Talk
0: about sports social podcast network.